Welcome to the Faith is a Verb podcast, formerly known as the Back to Basics Bible Corner. Tracy, Amy, and Amanda here, and digging into scripture together is our favorite thing to do, because simply reading the Bible isn't enough for us. We want to actually study His Word. We have created this podcast as a means to study together with all of you, so we would be over the moon excited to have conversation with you in the comments here. Without further ado, let's go chew on some scripture together. Hello, hello, guys. Welcome back to the Faith is a Verb podcast. We are so excited to be here with you another week. Uh, I don't know if you guys have started listening to all of those daily devotionals that we've been recording, but each one of us has like a different, I don't know what the word would be, I guess, like idea for what we're going to do for our devotional time. So uh, Amanda is doing a morning and evening devotional on her days. Amy has a totally different devotional that she's doing in the mornings. And then I'm going to be reading from the Psalms or from the Proverbs on my days. So every single day of the month, you will get an extra little bonus episode, um, as well as our normal weekly episodes on here. So if you haven't noticed that yet, if you haven't gone and checked that out, go ahead and do that. Uh, We're super excited about that. We just felt like we wanted to add a little bit more to this and we're going to constantly be growing and and trying new things and adding things as we feel led to. So um, today is kind of a a hard topic. It's not a hard topic to talk about. We could probably talk about this for multiple episodes in a row um, because there's it's such a wide range but spiritual warfare everybody goes through it. Everybody is dealing with it every day, even if you don't realize that you're dealing with it. Um, It is something that literally plagues every single person and it can come, it can come in so quickly. It's like a friend of mine once said, uh, if you leave like a crack, like you think, you think you have all the windows closed, you have all the doors closed, right? But if there's just the tiniest little crack in one of the windows or the tiniest little crack in the door, the enemy can get in. And whenever he gets in, he brings all of that spiritual warfare with him. And then you, before you know it, you're like smooth sailing. Everything is great. Before you know it, your life is in absolute shambles. Everything is chaos. You have no idea which way is up. You don't understand how it changed so quickly um, and so completely. And it's, it's spiritual warfare. That's how, that's why. And it's, it is, it sucks and it's going to happen to everybody, but we're going to talk about, um, obviously some scripture that is talking about spiritual warfare today, but we're also going to talk about some ways that we have all three found, um, ourselves being in that attack like being in the spiritual warfare and also how we have come out of it or how we are battling it and preparing for it ahead of time so we're going to start just like we do every single week with a word of prayer and this week it is amy's turn um and we don't even have to force anybody this week because we've already kind of settled into our rotation and we all know when it's our turn to pray now so we can prepare so amy can you go ahead and pray us in please yes ma'am Heavenly Abba, we know you are good. We thank you for all that you are teaching us and allowing us to come together to share your truth. I ask the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit, to come and have your way in our hearts and that if there is even one doubt in our minds about the validity of your scriptures, that you would illuminate your holy truth. We invite you to teach us what aligns with who you are and who you say we are. In your son's mighty name, Yeshua Messiah, we pray. Amen. Amen. I love whenever I'm praying, um, I love using the name Abba because that is like the most, Abba means father, right? But it's like, it's father as in like your father, like 
Hebrew people, Jewish people, even now, they call their father Abba. Like that's their dad. It's Abba. So whenever you're praying and you're calling him Abba, it's such a it's such a deep and personal relationship. I, I love using that name. Thank you for praying us in, Amy. I appreciate you. Okay, so we're going to go ahead and we're going to jump right in. Um, number one, is spiritual warfare like an actual reality? Is that something that we we know that we're going to have to deal with every single day? Uh, yeah, Ephesians 6.12 tells us absolutely 10,000% you are going to be battling a spiritual battle. Because we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against authorities, against the world rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual matters of wickedness in the heavenlies. That is what we're fighting every single day. We're not fighting somebody that's just standing right in front of us. Like, yeah, okay, we also have those fights, right? Like we also have those battles that we have to deal with. We also have those struggles um, in, in motherhood and in being a wife and working and trying to go to school, whatever. Like you have those daily battles and those struggles that you have to face too. But on top of that, as if that wasn't hard enough, <laughs> as if you didn't have to deal with enough stuff. On top of that, you have this unseen and unheard, very sneaky, very um manipulative force that's in the background that literally can just seep in in the most innocuous of ways um and totally like i said totally turn your life upside down um that is that is just our reality we have to accept that we have to stop denying it that's step one right there right like stop denying the presence of the spiritual attacks stop denying the fact that this is what is going to happen and then you can start to prepare yourself like literally wake up every single day put the full armor of Yahweh on right and then have your plan moving forward for how you're going to protect yourself from spiritual attacks the scriptures I had two scriptures that stood out the most to me today um in my studies or not today in my study time because I studied it yesterday but you know what I mean in my study time yesterday there were two scriptures that stood out the most for me that I want to um go over with you guys today the first one is Genesis chapter 3 verse 1 and I'm reading it from the Septuagint remember we talked about that I think it was last week or the week before that the Septuagint was like um the original whenever the Hebrew was translated into Greek, right? Because first they spoke Hebrew and then they spoke Greek. Whenever it was translated into the Aramaic, into the Greek, this was the original copy of it, the Septuagint. Uh, so it says, now the serpent was the most crafty of all of the brutes on the earth, which the Lord God made. And the serpent said to the woman, wherefore has God said, eat not of every tree of the garden. Number one, the word that is used where it says that the serpent was the most crafty, the word that was originally used was subtil, right? And in, obviously that's not the Hebrew word. The Hebrew word is arum, arum, I don't know. It is, the strong spin coordinates number for that is H6175. And that word is a passive participle of H6191, which just, it's telling you the part of speech, not a big deal. But that word means cunning crafty, prudent, subtle, somebody that is sneaky, manipulative, right? It's not, it's not just like crafty as in he was, he was good at making things. Like it's crafty as in like crafty. Like he is, he's sitting behind the scenes. Again, I'm doing hand motions. You can't see me. He's sitting behind the scenes, like rubbing his hands together. Like, how am I going to get these guys next time? Right? Like, like he had a, he had all this time to sit there and plan and manipulate the situation to figure out how he was going to trip them up. Right. And I think that it's super important, um, to pay attention to his words 
here, right? He immediately starts off by twisting what Yahweh had said. He asks, wherefore has God said, eat not of every tree of the garden? Did Yahweh tell them not to eat of every tree of the garden? No, he told them that they could eat from every tree in the garden except for that one. They were allowed to eat from the tree of life. They were not allowed to eat from the tree of knowledge. They were allowed to eat from all of the other trees. They were not allowed to eat from the tree of knowledge, right? So he immediately starts by twisting Yahweh's word. Um, <laughs> like, I don't, pardon the obvious here, but how many battles have been fought for literal centuries over the word of Yahweh, over his word being twisted, manipulated, not used properly, right? How many times have we seen that happen? I'm not even going to get into listing examples. Like you're an adult. You can stop and you can think for a second about some current events that might be happening that are twisting his word. You can think about some things that have happened in the last hundred years, the last thousand years, whatever. All of these situations that have happened because of the enemy twisting his word. That is very important to remember. Every single day, whenever you wake up, every single sermon that you listen to, every single uh, Instagram posts that you read, like a spiritual or religious minded Instagram post that you read before you reshare it or before you, you're like, oh, that totally makes sense. Think about the fact that his word is twisted on a daily, daily basis. I also um, want to point out that he is still just as crafty today as he was then, right? Like it's not, he didn't become less crafty. <laughs> he didn't become less manipulative, right? He, if anything, he's probably gotten better at it. He's figured out the holes he's figured out how to get into that crack in your window right like he knows what buttons to push for me he knows what buttons to push for amy he knows what buttons to push for amanda right like for me i can tell you without any doubt whatsoever the enemy uses my marriage and my children daily to to push me literally shove me off the narrow path because i am so easily distracted by them that I, I take my eyes off of what I'm supposed to be doing, right? Like, and I don't mean that, I don't want anybody to twist my words. I mean that I'm supposed to like not, that I'm supposed to not be paying attention to my kids in order to read the Bible. No, that's not what I'm saying. But whenever I, whenever I'm on the narrow path, whenever I'm on the, the path that Yahweh has placed me on, I'm going to be calm. I'm going to be patient. I'm going to be gentle. I'm going to be raising my children using the, the, the tools that he has equipped me with, right? To raise my children. He would not have given me 10 children if he was not going to equip me to take care of them, right? Like that, I know that logically in my brain. He would not have given me an unequally yoked marriage, right? Like I would not be in the situation that I'm in right now if he was not also going to equip me to handle it. Let's remember that my husband and I were not unequally yoked when we got married. This is a new, like I, I started walking closer to the father and he turned and ran the opposite direction, right? The enemy, this is an attack of the enemy and Yahweh knows that I am equipped. He has equipped me. He has given me everything that I need to have in order to take care of this situation, right? To be the example. However, the enemy is going to use my husband's words. He's going to use my husband's actions. He's going to use my kids being loud and obnoxious or not cleaning up whenever they're supposed to clean up or not doing their chores. He's going to use that to distract me, to, to push me off that path and get me back to my old ways of being angry, of yelling, of, of taking things away instead of like calmly explaining or what, you know what I mean? Like there's obviously a situation at a time where you take things away whenever your kids aren't listening. You know what I'm trying to say? It does. He does that daily. 
every single day. That is my biggest struggle. That is my biggest sin is, is being pulled away from the path that Yahweh has placed me on because of those attacks. So I don't want anybody listening to this episode this week to think like, oh man, they have it all together. They 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 know that the spiritual attacks are coming and they're able to fight it off and they don't ever have to actually deal with any of it. And oh man, they got it all. No, I'm in the suck every single day. I'm, I'm knee deep in the suck every single day trying to claw my way out of it. It's like quicksand, just like gobbling me up, right? Um, this is a daily battle. It's going to be a daily battle forever. We're going to talk about that. I have a verse about that in a minute, but this is, this is going to be a daily battle forever. Okay. So, um, twisting words, making us doubt what we know to be true from Yahweh, right? Like that's what he does. He twists what we know to be true Yahweh. Whenever we know that we are a child of God, we know that we are designed by him to, to fit his purpose and to fulfill his plan. And then we have the enemy over here in the back of our mind telling us that we're not good enough. We have him in the back of our mind telling us that we're going to just mess it up. So then we just never get started, right? That whole imposter syndrome that everybody hears flying around. It's not, it's not actually imposter syndrome. It's the enemy. <laughs> like It's the enemy in your mind telling you that you're not good enough to do it. Why am I recording a podcast? What right do I have to record a podcast? I can't tell you how many times I've had that thought. It took Amanda a whole season to join us because she had that thought, right? What business does she have coming on here? Why would she record a podcast? She's just a baby Christian. Like why? That That's that's the enemy. That's the enemy doing that right now. That's what he does. That's what he's good at doing. Um, so for myself, the way battling battling him whenever it comes to like my kids and my husband don't ask me how i've done that because i haven't yet i have not found the solution to that one yet i'm not i'm not even gonna lie i'm not gonna try to sugarcoat that that is a daily battle for me but some things that i have found that help me with battling um the other ways that he might attack me right so like he he uses my my past my childhood he uses my mother to attack me and the ways that i am combating that now is literally the second I get a message from her, which she's blocked on like a bunch of different platforms and stuff. So the fact that she even finds a way to message me just confirms to me every single time <laughs> that this is an attack. This is an attack. This is not like a coincidence, right? Like, so whenever she messages me, I immediately block that account and I immediately turn to prayer and I immediately pull out my scripture. And you know what I mean? Like I see it for what it is. I recognize it immediately and I go to battle. I pull out his word and I start reading and I let him comfort me and I let him show me that he is going to handle this situation, right? I lay it at his feet. Um, I had heard that for years. Just lay it at his feet, put it all down, put it down. You're not meant to carry these situations. Put it down, put it down, put it down. And I didn't know how to physically actually do that, right? Like, like in my brain, yes, I know if I put it down, he's going to carry it. He's going to take care of it. But how do I put it down? How do I actually set it down and not think about it anymore? The only thing that I have found for me that has worked is to immediately get into scripture. Whenever a situation like that happens, grab my Bible, start reading it. Not even reading any specific section, not even reading a specific topic or whatever. You know what I mean? Just grab it and start reading it. And I'm praying and I'm crying and I'm letting him speak to me through his word. And it works every single time, y'all, because that's what his word is here for. That's why it's here. So I'm telling you, it works and you need to try it. You need to do it as soon as you start to feel that attack. Um, another thing for me was dealing with those intrusive thoughts. How do you know God's real? Anybody ever had that thought? Anybody ever had that, that just, just that little whisper in the back of your brain? How do you know he's real? You're over here praying right now. How do you know he's real? I, I don't believe that I'm the only person that's ever had that thought. 
Um, and I've had other thoughts that are similar to that, not necessarily just that one every time, right? Like, how do you know he's going to handle the situation for you? How do you know he's going to, he's going to, um, like soften your husband's heart or remove the scales from his eyes? How do you know you're not going to die with your husband and you being unequally yoked? Like, how do you, how do you know that all the time those thoughts pop up into my mind? And that is what, that is why I started covering my head. He told me, this is how you battle this. He's, he point blank. Just like those voices in the back of my head, I had his voice in the back of my head tell me, cover your head. I will protect you. Cover your head. Submit yourself to me. Humble yourself. Change who you are. Let me work in you, right? All like I never would have covered my head before. I never would have worn skirts before. I never would have stopped and thought like, does does he see my outfit right now and think that I am glorifying him, right? Like it, I never would have stopped and thought about those things. I would have thought about what I wanted to wear or what was going to make me feel the prettiest or what was going to help me promote my business or whatever, you know what I mean? So to stop and to listen to something like that and to humble myself and to cover my head, the reward that I get is that it actually works. <laughs> it actually works. So every morning, whenever I'm putting on my head cover, I'm praying as I'm holding it. I'm asking him to be with me, to be my covering. This, this is the physical, you are the spiritual, right? Like the, that's what the whole story in the Bible, I'm going off on a tangent right now. I'm very sorry, but that's what the entire story of the Bible is in the first place. The old Testament is the physical. This is what is happening. The new Testament is the spiritual happening of those things right when we're reading revelation or whenever we're reading ezekiel or we're reading those prophetic texts right what is happening in there is we have two layers we have a layer of things that are actually physically happening on earth at that time and then we have that layer that is happening in the spiritual world right in the heavenlies right that's the same thing every day that's the same thing you have the thing that's actually physically happening. So the, the physical covering in my hands going on my head, and then you have what's happening in the spiritual realm, right? So the cover is a physical representation of what is actually spiritually happening. And that is Yahweh is covering me and he is protecting me, right? Because I am humbling myself and I am submitting myself to his will. So then I put that on and it, it drastically cuts down on the intrusive thoughts of like, how do you know he's real? How do you know he's listening to your words? Uh, I don't mean to sound crazy. I think that I'm going to be okay to say this because I know that I'm not the only person that feels like this, but like you're having a really rough day and you're driving your car and then you ever just get that thought like, oh, I'm going to drive my car into the tree over there. Intrusive thought, right? Like I'm not the only person that, that gets those. So I'm going to say it and I'm going to be honest about it, right? Significantly has reduced the amount of times that that happens, which is an amazing thing because those are scary thoughts to have. Super scary thoughts to have. Uh, I'm not going to talk too much more on intrusive thoughts because that Amy is going to cover all of that whenever it's her turn in just a second. Um, but I want to point out real quick, if you continue reading in Genesis chapter three, so we, we've seen that he has, first of all, changed the word of Yah, right? By saying, he said that you couldn't eat from any of these trees. And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God said, ye shall not eat of it neither shall you touch it lest you die did god tell her not to touch the tree no he did not he told her not to eat the fruit from the tree of knowledge he never once said that you can't touch it so what did she then do he the enemy literally twisted god's word for 0.2 seconds he said one thing and all of a sudden it's now normal for the word to be twisted 
that's what he made right right there right like he all of a sudden made it right that you could twist the word of god and that's what she started doing immediately with i don't even know that she would realize that she had just done that i don't think that she was like maliciously standing there like oh i'm gonna add to his word right now right like it became a normal thing to do in the matter of 0.2 seconds and now think about how much how much more normal is it how much more is being changed every single day in his word just wanted to to point that out there for you guys um so how long is the opposition of Yahweh's work going to continue how long are we going to be dealing with the spiritual battle that's trying to trying literally anything it can to pull us away from Yah's path forever sorry that sucks I know forever every day you might have a reprieve you might have a day or a week or a month whenever you're like man I haven't this has been really good this has been like really really good like I I haven't if that happens with any sort of normalcy, you should be scared. You should be doing some self-reflection. Are, are you actually seeking the Father's will if you're not being attacked? If you don't have constant, constant <laughs> barrage of spiritual attacks happening, are you truly seeking his will? Are you getting up every day and giving the enemy a reason to attack you? He's not going to attack if you're not doing anything. <laughs> If you're just chilling, living your life in the most self-serving way that you possibly can, you are doing exactly what he wants you to do. So he is not going to disrupt you. He is not going to come and mess with your mind. He is not going to throw all these obstacles in your path, right? Because you are you are doing exactly what he wants you to do as it is. He doesn't need to like kind of pull you away. So pay attention to that. Um, don't, don't get too comfortable. And it's very easy to do that. I swore, I swore that I was going to forever be so on fire for God that I was going to be doing Bible study all day long, every single day that I was going to be praying all day long, every single day that I was never, ever, ever, ever again, going to feel like I was lukewarm. <sighs> Let me tell you how wrong I was, how humbled I have been. I now pray every single day to return me back to that time a year and a half ago, two years ago, whenever I was so on fire for him that literally I couldn't put the Bible down. I pray daily for that feeling to return. Be and, it, and it hasn't yet because of the constant attacks, right? Like I don't have time to sit there and read my Bible all day, every day, because I can't get the freaking enemy to leave me alone. I can't get him to leave me alone so that I can be undistracted long enough to pick up my Bible, right? So, I mean, obviously I am still seeking him, right? Obviously I'm still studying when I can. That's how we have a podcast. That's how I'm still being attacked every day, right? But it's like, I, I pray every single day to get back to that time where I wasn't being attacked all day long and I could sit there and I could read his word, right? I was better able to fight off those attacks because I was, it's a, it's a vicious, vicious, vicious cycle. I'm telling you, stay in his word as much as you possibly can. And that is going to be your greatest protection. It is a double-edged sword for a reason right? Like we, there's multiple scriptures that talk about how powerful the word is. Let's remember those. Okay. Uh, so the second verse that I really, really, really liked was Ezra chapter four verses four through five. So I guess that's two verses, but whatever. Um, I, and again, I'm going to read it from the Septuagint and the people of the land weakened the hands of the people of Judah and hindered them in building and continued hiring persons against them, plotting to frustrate their counsel, their counsel, all the days of Cyrus, king of the Persians, and until the reign of Darius, king of the Persians. How long were, were they hindering them in building? The entire time. The entire time. They would not let them finish building. They would not let them finish getting 
their life back on track with Yah's plan, right? Like they were trying to get their stuff back. <laughs> like we're trying to get our temple back. We're trying to get back on track. We're trying to do what he has called us to do. And they would not stop hindering them. They would not get out of the way. That is, um, again, a perfect physical example of what is spiritually going to be happening forever. We're forever going to have these attacks happening. Um, and then in the... And that nifty little Bible that I'm always talking about from Amanda that has like that section in the back, it has a, the section that where you can look up, like you can look up spiritual warfare in the back and it gives you a bunch of different scriptures that are about it. I loved this. They have like a little, I guess, footnote in there uh, underneath Ezra four, four through five. It says expecting extended spiritual conflict will lead to careful preparation and patient determination. All the while, we must never forget that no matter how long the battle, victim, victory belongs to the Lord. Preparing ahead of time for the thing that you know that is going to be happening, the thing that you know is never going to stop, how much how much easier is it going to be to handle that if you're prepared for it? Again, if you're putting your head in the sand and you're just trying to deny and act like the spiritual warfare doesn't exist and that it's not going to be there, you're going to be caught off guard every single time. You're not going to be prepared for it. You're not going to be able to fight it. It's, it's just going to totally derail you. If you wake up every single morning knowing full well, I am probably going to be attacked by the enemy today. Some craziness is going to happen and I need to be prepared for it. I need to be, I need to be fluid in what I am doing. I need to be prepared to have no time to study. I need to be prepared to have no time to just sit and pray today. So take advantage of those moments in the car. Download uh, the Bible app on your phone so that even if you don't have time to go sit in your nice little prayer closet that you've set up, you can at least pull out your phone and you can read for five minutes. Right? I just downloaded eSword last night. You do have to pay for it. I had to pay $3.99 for it. I will post the link to the, to the app in the show notes on this just because it is an amazing app. Um, it costs $3.99, yes, for me to download. It is a one-time fee, but there are so many things on there. There's commentary, there's reference, there's all kinds of stuff. But whenever you look up a specific verse, right, it's going to show you. So like if I go to Genesis 3, I have my sections set up on here, or not, not sections, my versions set up on here for it to be the King James version with the the numbers to so the strongest concordance, as well as the scriptures. So it shows like, again, I'm showing you my phone and you can't see it. But it, it so it, it has the whole verse, right? Now the serpent, and then it has the number for the word serpent, was more subtil. It has the number for the word subtil, so on and so forth. Um, they That is an amazing, amazing study resource right there. That saves so much time. It saves so much energy. And I can literally, I can pull up my phone anywhere. I could be at the pickup line picking my kids up and that 10, 15 minutes of time while I'm waiting for them to come out, I can literally go and I can read a whole chapter in his word, right? Like that is an amazing resource. That is an amazing way for me to protect myself from those attacks and to stay grounded in his word and to be able to seek out his truth, to chew on his word, to know that what I am hearing and what I'm feeling is the truth and not a lie in a scheme of the enemy. Once we know and accept the hand that we have been dealt, right? The fact that we had the fall, the fact that we have these attacks. Once we accept that, we can plan accordingly. We can think of ways to change ourselves to ensure our strength, right? Some examples that I have for that is remembering that you are who you hang around. Who am I hanging around every day? Amy and Amanda. So what do I know is going to happen whenever I have a situation come up? If I'm, if I'm coming to them and I'm like, oh my gosh, my kids just did this, that, and the other, what's going to happen? They're going to remind me 
that I I need to dig into his word. They're going to remind me to react in a way that that he would want me to react, right? Like the way that he has designed me to. They're going to point me back to scripture every single time. Amanda just said, instead of checking TikTok, choose that Bible app. The enemy will want you to choose that app that he's on. Yeah. He's going to want us to be on Facebook. He's going to want us to be on TikTok. He's going to want us to be on Instagram. He's going to want us to be in our Amazon store, you know, loading our cart. He's going to want us to be on all of these other things and distracted and pulled in all these other areas instead of on eSword or on the Bible app reading. The Bible app is another really cool one. I think we've talked about this last season where they have like daily reading plans. They have different Bible studies that you can do. You can do them with friends virtually on here. That's a really cool resource to have. Take the 10 minutes, take the 10 minutes. Whenever you're going to the bathroom, this is going to be so gross. I'm so sorry. Whenever you're going to the bathroom, get on the Bible app. Stay off of TikTok. Stay off of Instagram during that time. You go to the bathroom, take 10 minutes and read a scripture. Like stay in his word, stay reading his word. Um, Make prayer your most practiced habit. That's super hard. That is super, super, super hard. I tell myself every single morning, you know, I wake up at 3.30 in the morning, well before my children do, so that I have this time in the morning to myself. So whenever I'm preparing their lunches for the day, I'm praying over their lunches. I'm listening to worship music. Whenever I'm getting myself ready for the day, I'm praying. It's very easy for me to stay in prayer from 3.30 to 6 a.m. Pretty much pray the entire time, right? Pray it over some situation or another. The moment those children wake up, prayer is literally the last thing I can think about. And that sucks. I am working so hard on correcting that. And I, I'm literally asking for strength and, and patience from him every single day in that 3.30 to 6 a.m. time slot, right? Like that's what I'm praying for him to remind me to turn to him in prayer. That's what I'm praying for him to give me the strength to be able to handle the, the 10 children running around demanding things of me, right? But whenever those kids wake up, whenever a situation arises, what's the first thing that I should do? Not react, not be angry. I should stop and I should pray. Not only should I stop and I should pray, I should stop and I should pray out loud. Out loud. That what what better way to get them to man realize what they just did, right? But also what an amazing example that would be for my children to see that I handle situations, I handle my stress, my emotional dysregulation, I handle that with prayer. Do I do it every day? No. Okay. No, I don't. <laughs> because this is a struggle. This is my sin, right? This is where I am fighting tooth or nail every single day to turn away from it. The, the, what gives me hope is the fact that I'm fighting it every single day. I'm not just like, oh, well, I'm never going to be good at this and giving up. And not you know what I mean? Like I'm fighting it every single day. Um, knowing your triggers, knowing the situations that you're going to be in, that you're going to start being triggered into turning away from Yah's path. Again, using my kids as an example, I know from 6 until 8.30 p.m., if there are children in the same room as me, the odds are not in my favor that I am going to stay calm and patient and, and on the path that he has placed me on, right? somebody's going to mess up somewhere. Somebody's going to hit somebody. Somebody's going to yell at somebody. Somebody's going to refuse to do their chore. Somebody's going to smart mouth. Like something somewhere is going to happen. And I'm going to have literally 0.1 seconds to make a decision, react the way the enemy wants me to react or react the way y'all wants me to react. 99.9% of the time I react the way the enemy wants me to react because that is, he has me in a freaking chokehold there right? That's what I'm trying to battle. That's what I'm trying to get rid of. Knowing the triggers, knowing when that's going to happen. Now, it used to also have me in a chokehold interactions with my husband. 
anytime that man opened his mouth with any sort of attitude, I knew the enemy was going to have me reacting in a bad way, right? That has now been corrected. Do I ever react in a bad way? Yeah, duh, I'm not perfect. I'm not, I'm not Yeshua, okay? I'm not. But that has gotten so much better than it was before. Now, whenever he mouths off or rolls his eyes or huffs and puffs like today we were driving to school and i had worship music playing right like we have an agreement i'm not gonna be like blaring it because he doesn't like it whatever and i enjoy the fact that he was off today and he came to school drop off with me like it was it's a win-win situation right so but we're i'm not i'm also not going to compromise and not have my morning routine with the kids which involves prayer and involves listening to the same playlist that we listen to every morning so i had it turned down a little bit and he immediately body language changed right like he's huffing and puffing and he crosses his arms right normally I would have been like, what, you have a problem with the music? Like, you're in my car. This is our daily routine. Like, so sorry that you have a problem with the music. Did I say anything today? No, I didn't. Because the enemy did not win today. The enemy did not win today. Yahweh kept me on his path, right? And I was strong enough to ignore all of the thoughts that were popping up into my mind, right? And he made, like, that is so not a big deal. Why would I even care if he crosses his arms or huffs and puffs? It's not like he was yelling at me. It's not like he said anything, but the enemy makes me care. That's what he's good at. He twists situations. All of a sudden, in my mind, that was a big deal. That was a big, big, big deal. No, it's not. No, it's not. That's a lie. That's a scheme. Stop it. Know your triggers. Know where you're going to have these situations come up and then be prepared to fight it. And then the last one that I have is uh, understanding that daily sanctification is absolutely going to bring the attack, right? Your your daily process of being sanctified and changing your ways, it's going to bring the attack. However, that daily process of sanctification is also going to be what's going to help you fight the attack. Just like the example I just used, that daily sanctification process is what has changed my responses to my husband. I have allowed Yahweh to work in my heart and change who I am as a wife instead of changing who he is as a husband, because then he sees my example and then he is going to in turn change that, right? Has it, has he changed so much that he's had this aha moment where God's real and all these beautiful things? No, but I have hope that that is still coming, that I'm going to still be able to continue growing in my sanctification every day. And one day I'll be an even better example. And then he'll have that moment. Or maybe somebody else that's not me at all will be an example to him that will help him have that moment. The point is that daily sanctification is so, so, so important. Um, and that's all I had for you guys. I know I talked for quite a bit on there. Sorry, Amy. It is uh, her turn. She's gonna be talking about some intrusive thoughts. All good. I love how we study separately. Do not go over absolutely anything and till we record. I absolutely love how we do that. Like it, because that, like, I learned so much while you're talking and you are definitely not alone because every single one of those things is exactly what I go through too. You know, um, I just, I just love it so much. And, and just some of the ways that you explain things, just bring it out a little bit easier. It, it's great. So I'm going to reiterate here, Ephesians 6, 12, 13, 12 and 13, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand the evil in the evil day and having done all to stand firm. For me, my number one battle is intrusive thoughts. What are they? 
they're defined as thoughts that cause disruption or annoyance through being unwelcome or uninvited. They create fear and distress. At times, they may just come out of nowhere, and other times they're triggered, like Tracy was talking about, either by an event or a memory. Most times, there's shame associated with these thoughts. Absolutely everyone experiences these thoughts. Some can recognize them immediately and push them out of their minds like it's no big deal. But no one is alone. A few examples of these intrusive thoughts are sexual thoughts. These make us very uncomfortable. Paranoid or worst case scenario thoughts. These are the ones that I have most often. I am the worst case scenario person ever. I, I'm always thinking something's bad's gonna happen no matter what it is. <laughs> whether it's my daughter getting on a four-wheeler with my husband, whether it's driving anywhere, what there's always something that comes into my mind. And every time we get in the car, I pray, Yahweh, just let us make it to our destination safely. And I will praise you when we get there. It's something that has been helping me a lot with those types of intrusive thoughts. Um, violent thoughts. So these are thoughts that are either harming yourself or harm to others. So like Tracy's example, just driving into a tree, just, you know, they just come out of nowhere and it's like, it's very rough. Or some of the thoughts that I personally have had in the past is um, when the enemy uses some of my husband's words that make me think that I'm not worth anything. And I think it would just be best if I wasn't here. And I have to shove them thoughts out of my mind in the heat of those arguments or discussions. And it's very hard. But I am definitely so much better than I was a year and 10 months ago. A year and 10 months ago, I was, I, I yeah, I would have been in a puddle crying on the floor instead of praying to Yah. Another type of thought is uh, another one that Tracy mentioned would be like a blasphemous thought, blaming Yah for something going bad in our life, um, thinking he doesn't exist, uh, things, things like that. As followers of Yeshua, these thoughts can bring on a lot of shame. We know better than to think like this, and we know Yahweh is good. No one wants these thoughts. Labeling these thoughts as sinful is not productive in itself. It does nothing but bring more shame. A lot of times we wonder what to do. We wonder what the thoughts mean. We tend to attach ourselves thinking that we are bad because we are having these types of thoughts. And because we do this, guilt and shame creep in. Shame is defined as a painful emotion that causes us to believe we are worthless and of no value to others or Yahweh. We are unacceptable and that we are worthy of rejection. These feelings then make us isolate, withdraw, and hide from Yahweh and others. When certain people also have anxiety, OCD, or depression, it can be harmful to just, dis it can be hard to just dismiss this thought and move on with your day as most people would be able to. How do we stop these thoughts from taking over our days? 
we are called to take our thoughts captive. Second Corinthians 10, four through six, for the weapons of our warfare are not worldly, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments and every proud obstacle to the knowledge of Elohim and take every thought captive to obey Messiah, being ready to punish every disobedience when your obedience is complete. Our weapons of warfare are listed in Ephesians 6, 14 through 20. Stand in truth like a belt around your waist. John 13, 6 tells us Yeshua is our truth. Righteousness like armor on our chest. Romans 1, 17 tells us the righteousness, righteousness will live by faith. Your feet sandaled with readiness for the gospel of peace, meaning to be ready to tell others about the gospel. In every situation, take the shield of faith. Genesis 15.1 tells Abram, do not be afraid. I am your shield. Your reward will be very great. And Acts 3.16 says, by faith in his name, his name has made this man strong, whom you see and know. So the faith that comes through him has given him perfect health in front of you all. With the shield, we will be able to extinguish all of the flaming arrows of the evil one. Second Thessalonians 3.3 tells us, but the Elohim is faithful. He will strengthen and guard you from the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is Yah's word. First Thessalonians 5.8 says, but since we belong to the day, we must be serious and put the armor of faith and love on our chest and put a helmet of the hope of salvation. We are to pray at all times in the spirit with every prayer and prayer reuse and stay alert in this with all the preservation. Uh, sorry, my words are totally twisting. Okay, so we are to pray at all times in the spirit with every prayer and pray and stay alert in this with all the preservation. I can't say the word today. Sorry. Preservation. Thank you. And intercession or all the saints. Matthew 5, 44 through 45 tells us to love our enemies and pray for those who persecute you so that you may be sons of your Abba in heaven. I personally cover my head to remind myself to pray and keep, keep yeah, my focus for the day. And I can definitely tell the difference on the days I do not cover my head. Proverbs 4.23, guard your heart above all else, for it is the source of life. When we take our thoughts captive, we become aware of the thoughts and feelings. We identify the lies and exchange those lies for the truth in Yah's word. Romans 8.1, therefore no condemnation now exists for those in Messiah Yeshua. So when these things happen, to seek the guidance and support of our Abba above. Lastly, I'll leave you with Isaiah 12 too. Indeed, Elohim is my salvation. I will trust him and not be afraid for Yah. The Elohim is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. So that's what I have for you today. If there was ever a scripture to memorize, it would be that one. What was it? Isaiah 12 what? 12 two. 12 to Isaiah 12 to so a uh, little homework assignment I guess for everybody listening um be reading his word obviously is a necessity memorizing his word should also be a necessity right 
Um, And again, I don't have a ton of time to sit around and memorize scripture, right? Like, I really don't. So what I do is I write ones that stand out to me, ones that I really want to have imprinted on my heart, ones that I want to be able to recall whenever somebody has a question or whenever I'm talking to my kids or whatever. I write them on post-it notes and I put them up in various places around my house, right? Um, Isaiah 12, 2. That's a good one to memorize. That is that is a good weapon to have in our toolbox. All right, I guess it's my turn. Um you guys pretty much said everything I said, so I just might as well just okay. Um spiritual warfare. It it's not fun. And at when I was first just in my walk, and people were like talking about spiritual warfare, and I'm just like I have no idea what you guys are talking about. And then the closer I got to the Lord and things started to shift, not for the better. I was like, oh, that's what it is. Okay. I got that now. So, um, so when you hit that, that, um, where everything is going wrong and you're having problems with your spouse, your kids are acting just awful. We'll just know that you hit that point where the devil's like, oh, uh-uh, she's getting too close to him. We got to mess it up. So, and these days, spiritual warfare is very strong and the devil is thriving with all of the sin and evil that is in the world that we are living in. Um, for those of us who are trying our best to stay on the path to God and to have a close relationship with God, it can be very difficult. You see, the devil hates when we find ourselves growing closer to God and the devil will do whatever and he will use whoever he can to get to you. He will play with your mind and he will twist the truth and he will manipulate you. And if he can't get to you that way, he will use the people that you care about who may not have as strong as faith. The dude needs to get a hobby like cross stitch or diamond painting because I'm sure those stones would really shine in hell. Anywho. You just happened to have mentioned that the guy needed a craft. I got some for him. So, um, so how do you fight off the master manipulator? We armor up like it says in Ephesians 6, 11 through 17. I'm not going to read it now because Amy already did that. So um, a couple of ways I protect from my, my mind from his attack. So I will cover my head, which these ladies do as well. Using the visual of putting my helmet of salvation on helps me to feel like my mind is protected. Another way, when your thoughts are running away from you, is to stop, close your eyes, and you either can think it or say it out loud. If these thoughts are not from the Father, Son, or Holy Spirit, leave me now and say it with conviction. And sometimes you have to say it over and over again. Because... The dog's in a bark. Um, we can also fight off attacks by knowing God's word. Knowing what scripture says. You don't need to know what verse number it is. And you don't even need to know what book of the Bible it comes out of. As long as you know what God says, you can fight and you will win. In Matthew 4, 11, 4, 1 through 11, sorry. Um, Jesus was tempted by the devil. And I'll read that really quick for you. Um, Then Jesus was led by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted there by the devil. 
For 40 days and 40 nights, he fasted and became very hungry. I'm sorry about the dog. <laughs> During that time, the devil came and said to him, If you are the son of God, tell these stones to become loaves of bread. But Jesus told him, no, the scripture says, I'm going to stop for a minute. I'm going to let one of you girls talk. I'm going to shove that dog outside. So <laughs> I think that it is super, super, super important for us to remember. Um, thank you very much, Amanda, for, for bringing this up. Cause neither Amy nor I apparently remembered this whenever we were doing our study, but Yeshua was also a victim of spiritual warfare, right? Like he didn't, he didn't succeed. Like the enemy didn't succeed in derailing him, but he still, he's not above like having to deal with it, right? Like whenever you're on earth, that is the reality of earth is that you're going to deal with these spiritual attacks. Satan literally spent all of that time trying to use God's word the wrong way, just like he did with Eve, right? He tried to do the exact same thing to Yeshua and he was unsuccessful, but he still tried. If he doesn't feel like he can't try against the actual literal son of God, why would he think that he shouldn't attack you? Like, oh, she's she's totally not going to stand against me. You know what I mean? Like he stood against the most, the only, the only perfect person and the most like faithful person, right? He still tried to attack him. So he's definitely going to attack you. And you want to talk about spiritual warfare. That dog was quiet the entire time both of you two were reading the second i pop on it's got to bark its head off okay so Same we'll go back the second the second i started talking bella walked in here and started bugging me so yep, yep. i yep exactly <laughs> it comes in any shape and form he'll use my sweet little puppy dog so okay uh let's see where were we? we're verse five then the devil took him into the holy city jerusalem to the highest point of the temple and said if you are the son of god jump off for the scripture says he will order his angels to protect you and they will hold you up with their hands so you don't even hurt your foot on a stone jesus responded the scripture also says you must not test the lord your god the devil took him to the peak of the very high mountain and showed him all the king's kingdom of the world and their glory i will give it all to you he said if you will kneel down and worship me get out of here satan jesus told him for the scripture says you must worship the lord your god and serve only him then the devil went away and angels came and took care of jesus right there like prime example exactly what happened in genesis 3 1 he used the word the wrong way mm -hmm. and yeshua knows the word right Yeshua knows the word and is able to shut him down. We need to know the word. We need to mm -hmm. know what his word says so that we can shut him down. And, and that's just it. Because Satan knows the word and he's going to twist it just to lure us in. And when he tried it with Jesus, he lost. Because Jesus knew his father's word. He knew facts from lie. So the more time we spend with God in God's word, the better equipped we are to handle the attacks from that loser that throws at us. Um. Also being a strong, also being part of a strong Christian community or a church helps you to fight him or to have dear friends to be with you, to help you stay on the right path, to remind you of the truth, to hold you up when you are weak, too weak to do so. Just like Aaron and her held up Moses's arms in battle in Exodus 17. 
So you put on that armor, you protect your mind, you remember God's true word, and you find your own Aaron and her, like I found mine with these ladies here. And that's it. <laughs> every week, every week. I, I hope that all of you listening, like if you could do me a favor, listening to this week's podcast, whether it's on the Apple podcast or on Spotify, if you are absolutely loving the fact that Amanda has joined us and you are, you are just gobbling up everything that she has to say, please let us know in the comments. Like, I have to know, I have to know if everybody is feeling the same way that um, Amy and I are feeling. I'm again, I'm crying. I have tears in my eyes again, because this woman is like amazing. Amazing. I'm so, so, so thankful that she was finally able to put the enemy beneath her feet where he belongs and do what we we already felt y'all was calling her to do so this is amazing um but yeah all, all of that all of what she just shared is the perfect example of exactly what i was talking about with the word being twisted that's that's what he's going to do there's so many examples of him doing it in scripture he's never going to stop doing it is never going to be just like oh i'm tired of using the same tactic let me try a different one like he he knows that he can continue to use this one because this is the one that works um so be in the word so that you're not you're not i suppose amazon delivers to hell so we can send him some diamond paintings and get him off our back for a little bit <laughs> no, I, bet, I bet we could figure that out that we, <laughs> we could um man i was gonna say something else something that you had said Maybe it'll come to me when I'm doing the notes. You guys read the read the show notes because maybe it'll come to me when I'm when I'm typing those up. But something something Amanda had said was very. Oh, it's gonna eat at me now. It's gonna eat at me. I can't remember. Anyway, um, so yeah, I, you guys, armor up every single day. Armor up every single day. Be in His Word. Answer the calling that He has put out. Right, like if if you're feeling that nudge to cover your head, please do so. If you're feeling that nudge to change anything in your life, if you if you have that in your in the pit of your stomach, if you have that Holy Spirit conviction gnawing away at you, right, listen to it, honor it. I I'm preaching to the choir. I told these girls literally like what six months ago. Yah told me to place hands on my husband and pray out loud, and I still haven't done it because that's terrifying that is so scary for me to do that but yah has literally told me put hands on your husband pray out loud and he has repeated that same message multiple times and i have still not done it because it's so scary i'm letting the enemy win well because every time that god tells you to do it the enemy's over here but like he's gonna judge you what if he does this you know and it's thinks to be scared of how your husband's going to react to something because he's supposed to be your other half you know and when you're unequally yoked like we are there's that fear and the devil's going to use that fear and he's going to twist it up any way he possibly can yep oh that that was what i was going to talk about sorry <laughs> you just reminded me um his you will you will see so many people now talking about being unequally yoked you you will see that i had never seen and maybe it's because of like i wasn't in like a christian type of like friend group before i don't know but like i see it everywhere now i see it all over tiktok i see blog posts about it i hear podcasts about it i see people talking about it all the stinking time now and it's not something that i ever really saw before um, so that tells me that it's, it's being ramped up, right? Like there's, there's more people that are being in unequally yoked relationships. Um, why is that? 
because the number one gift that Yahweh has created is us as the bride of Yeshua, right? That marriage, again, that's the spiritual, us being the bride of Yeshua, that's the spiritual part that's happening. Remember, we talked about those layers. And then the physical one that's happening is us physically living that out as being married, right? That is the physical example of what spiritually is going to be happening. What is the the greatest thing that he's done is that. So what is the first thing that the enemy is going to try to, try to tear down? marriage that's the first thing that he's going to try to tear down because he knows whenever he tears that down he can literally do anything to you if he can infiltrate your marriage he can literally do anything at all to you and you are going to just sit there and 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 take it and like give up and not fight against him right like any of you listening feel this way you're not alone they all of us go through it all of our marriages you know and I didn't know what unequally unequally yoked was until I met Tracy I was just I had to google it I was like I have no idea what that means so but we have to remember that Jesus his yoke is light and we just have to go to him and lay it at his feet which is easier said than done yeah but that's what he's there for amen Oh, again, I'm ending another podcast episode crying. Um, let us know, guys, in the comments, if you're loving hearing from Amanda, share, you know, take a screenshot, share this in your social media, comment, whatever, message us privately in the show notes. We have all of our social media accounts linked on there. You can message any one of us. Let us know what you're thinking, what you're feeling. We we want this Bible study podcast to be a study that we're doing together, right? Like we don't, we're not out here to just like say a whole bunch of stuff and and then everybody be like, oh, cool. That was awesome. I love that. And then nothing else, right? Like we want to engage in conversation. If you disagree with us, if you have further thoughts, if there's another scripture that we didn't talk about that you want to add to the conversation, do so please either in the comments or messages or on social media, where wherever we want to be, um, in conversation with you guys and we also have a email now for the podcast so i'm gonna have that in the show notes as well you can email all three of us um at that email account there and we will we will get back to you as soon as we possibly can on there um i hope you guys have a beautiful week and we are so excited to come back next week and do another recording with you um remember faith is a verb this episode don't forget to join in on the conversation in the comments let us know your thoughts your takeaways or even offer up some suggestions for future episodes if you're enjoying our time of study together please tell your friends about it so we can study with them too you can always screenshot this episode and post it into your socials don't forget to check the show notes for any resources that we included in today's episode may yahweh the elohim of abraham isaac and jacob bless you today and all of your days Mm -hmm.